Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, February 16th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Today's episode is a previous recording from June 9th, 2021. We'll be back next week with new episodes, but until then, we'll miss ya. We'll see you next week. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bulger. We come to you three times a week and bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we are going to be talking about a passage in the Gospel of Matthew. But before we begin looking at that, let us begin with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, we ask that you would speak your words of love and hope into our lives, that we would hear your words spoken, and that in hearing, we may grow ever closer to you. We ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Our scripture comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 30 through 34. Listen for a word from God. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. You know, Brett, I read this passage and it occurs to me that I don't know anyone who does not worry. Um, And if we consider that this is Jesus outright telling us to do something, I think we've all embraced that we we can never do it. (laughs) But what does Jesus tell us about worry in this passage? Yeah, as you said, you know, there we will never eliminate worry from our lives. Um, But one thing I was you know, really fascinated. And I was reading this scripture and this is uh, background. This is Jesus talking, everyone. Surprise. I know we just kind of threw, threw you into this, but as, <laughs> this is Jesus speaking to us. Um, and I think what Jesus is really getting at, or at least what I felt more convicted than I ever have in reading this strictly probably to him this is a this is an american way that the holy spirit speaks through the scripture to us today is the idea of hoarding up Mm -hmm. you know that that is how we control our worry is by hoarding up materials hoarding up um our intellect hoarding up our relationships so that that we're not sharing because that's something we can control and if we keep that all to ourselves if we don't bring that out to the world um, and caring for others either financially with materials with our time uh, then then that's a way we can control our worry and feel in control and what Jesus is saying is is when you hoard up those things you are not living into the kingdom of God the kingdom of God uh, is asking you to 
work today. It's asking you uh, to let go of the hoarding um, and let go of the of the piling up the nuts for the winter, um, which you probably aren't going to share anyway. <laughs> as, as <you> get them. <laughs> Um, but but going out and and this very day uh, making sure that you're caring um, for the needs of the world. I just feel like you took this passage and made it so completely convicting. I'm a little like offended, right? I mean, <laughs> because what you're saying is it speaks directly to me. I am always like, I need more of X, Y, or Z, and that will bring me some sort of comfort. Especially, I think. I think all people are like this. I do know there's a narrative in my mind of at one point in my life, I had so little yeah. that now I want more. And that's not correct. And when I was reading the passage this time, Jesus says, do not worry. But he also says, strive first for the kingdom of God. And so I almost feel like Jesus is saying, don't worry. And I know you probably can't do that well. So first strive for the kingdom of God. First pray and make sure you're connected to God. First look at your behaviors. Are you acting ethically in the way God calls you to in the world? And then, right, then you can worry if you need to. But I almost um, feel like it's this, this calling to remember that we have this first principle that we need to act on. And then I would imagine if I can be really rooted in striving for God's kingdom, I imagine the worry isn't as present as I would think it would have been before. Absolutely. Um, and Absolutely. It, it makes me, you know, it makes me think of uh, that's, that's brilliant of, of Jesus gives us something else to do. It's like, you know, to just say, don't think of pink elephants. Everyone thinks of pink elephants. Yes. Saying, don't worry immediately causes my anxiety to be like, I need to worry right now. But instead it's, you know, think on these lovely things, think on the faithfulness of God, think on. So it's, so it's not just like a, don't do this. It's saying, if you do this, that eases your worry. If you, if you focus on the goodness and the faithfulness of God, by doing that, your worry will decrease. Yes. It's, I've noticed as far as like my own motivation there will be times in my life where I'll be like, my clothes are a little snug. I need to watch what I'm eating. And if I say to myself, Tara, this day, you can't have any sugar. That doesn't work real well for me. But if I start my day with, I'm going to try and drink eight glasses of water and get some exercise in focusing on that actually is much more productive in every way. Um, and so it's interesting to think about when I find myself in those places where the worry is you know, it's like a hamster on a wheel in my head. That's what worry is like. Yeah. And I just run over things over and over again. I will try to remember because of our discussion and having read this passage that there are things I can do. Um, and those things for me tend to be praying, writing in a journal. I tend to write my prayers out and that works well for me. Reading scripture, talking with someone who is also a person of faith. That maybe I should try those things first. And then if I need to get on the hamster wheel, <laughs> it's always available. Lord knows that's true. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly, you know, fortunate, fortunately for, for us, we are in a place where some of these, you know, material things that there's that, that Jesus is talking about 
is not a worry for for most people in this country. Uh, it absolutely it absolutely is for for many, and and we don't we obviously don't want that. But for probably the vast majority of our listeners, are not in that spot. But they are in a place where um, the worry is, as you've talked about, for your children, or the worry mm-hmm. is about yeah. uh, for relationships. And maybe if every time we're just worried about the future for them, if we just said a prayer for them, mm-hmm. we would put that in God's hands. Yes. <laughs> it removes, it removes me from, from thinking I have control over my loved one's life. <laughs> yes. And also, I mean, I used to have a seminary professor who, you know, would say, let the evil of the day be sufficient thereunto. Hmm. Meaning there's enough on our plate today. Let's not go borrowing all the worries and fears for tomorrow. <laughs> I love that. I feel like we could have used that for our quote, but I'll, I'll give us a, that's a bonus quote. It's a bonus quote. Awesome. <laughs> but our second quote comes from uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who says, sorrow looks back. Worry looks around. Faith looks up. Yes, it does. Friends, thank you so much for joining us today. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen.